Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Welcome to Riffin' with Raph and AD. Coming to you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Now here's former Huskers, Chris Rapp and Aaron Davis. All right, we're back again Wednesday night, riffing with Rapp and AD, the quickest two hours of the week. We're here with Preston Hillier. So Preston, the last segment you gave us, an in-depth analyst of the Nebraska football team. Can you kind of pinpoint back to when it all began? Like, when, when did this all start? Is there a year? Is there a game? Is there a player? Is there somebody that just sort of brought you into the big red mix? As a fan? Yeah, as a fan. You know how we're – a lot of uh, us are born into it, you know, that Nebraska fan, but is there a time where where you kind of know where it began? Like for mine, I look back, probably was back – I'm going to date myself, but number 32, I am hip. He kind of brought me into that Nebraska mix, so – he was my first favorite player. I don't know if there was one that you had that sticks out to you there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's my grandfather had uh, season tickets. So uh, besides just being born into, you know, uh, as a as a local Nebraska kid, and you know, growing up pretend, you know, playing football in the side yard, which I know you and I used to do with each other a long time ago. Um, you were, you were not as big as you are now though. Uh, <laughs> I, I would not have been tackling you back then if you were the same size, but, um, uh, you know, going to, going to games, I mean, just that the awe of that experience as a kid, um, you know, getting older, going to university of Nebraska. I mean, I was in a, I was in a fraternity. I was in Bay Desire. I remember being there, uh, when we won in, in uh, 94 and we're, we're all sitting there watching it cause uh, it, it was, you know, it was cold and snowy out and it's like, we, I still remember it so vividly winning and just sprinting downtown, <laughs> sprinting down to O street. And there was already cops on O street that had the, the lights were going and everybody's your best friend hugging, jumping up and down. And you're, you're, you know, talking to people you've never met. And I remember thinking, <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, now is my opportunity to sneak into a bar. Nobody's looking would have been a bad idea, but um, you know, it's like 
so many close calls and, and we just had never gotten there. And, and I think that probably solidified, you know, being a fan, being a student there and going to, going to classes with these kids that, you know, they're just kids just like us and, and uh, everybody's idolizing them. And, and you're trying to wrap your head around that. And, and I remember being in a, um, a class and having those rocks for jocks and Scott Frost was in front of me and, and uh, Jason Peter was standing in, behind me. We had to turn in our midterms or whatever. And just thinking, wow, look at these guys. They're like the stars of the team. They're like the best people I've ever seen play football. And I'm standing right in between them. But, um, you know, it's, it's great being there. You can go to the games, do it every one. There's Aaron. Hey, um, but uh, being able to like, you, you know, when you move away, your your fandom changes completely. You know, you're buying all the hats, you're buying the shirts, you're touting who you are and where you're from. And I'm a fan, and and uh, and you know, you, you find your tribe. You know, like I said, going to these um, watch sites and, and hooking up with your friends that, that are from there that live here and watching games together and cheering and crying. And, and uh, but I think going, going back, back, I mean, I remember, you know, I remember watching, I remember watching. Uh, Jarvis Redwine give the finger like that still sticks out in my head seeing that. Um, but all the greats that were back in that, you know, back in the eighties, like Turner Gill and Irving Fryer, Michael Rozier, all those guys. I think that really was when I became a big fan as a kid. So, and of course, Aaron, you know. <laughs> there he is. There he is. The legend number 83, Aaron Davis. Yeah, feedback, Aaron. We got some reverb. How are we doing now? Perfect. There we go. Oh, still got the reverb. You know what? You know what? You know what? I think because of the feedback. Question. If you have the sound in your ears and turn it down on your computer, it should work. Mute your mute your your uh, your laptop or whatever you're on, and you should just hear it through the headphones. Another maybe. Shot there, maybe. It sounds like a horror movie. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is live radio tonight at its best. Yeah, we'll take this. We'll, we'll go to the next. We'll go to the next segment, and then we'll bring you on, and we'll let Preston get to his evening. That's right. Just give me a text, Preston. Great to see you, man. I'm hey, man. Sorry we didn't get a chat. I was looking forward to it. We'll do it again. Yeah, Definitely, for sure, man. Go be red. All right, so we're back here. So what we we'll go. do is next time you get back that in. Sounded, the, that was like the psycho knife going. I know. It was getting <laughs> a little wild. It, it, we knew you were going to be here, so we had to throw in some sound effects and, you know, stuff like that. What we'll do is <laughs> next time you come back to Lincoln, if you're in town, we'll bring you into the studio and meet everybody. That would be great. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. Because I'm sure you have some questions for AD. Everybody's got those questions for AD, the hard-hitting yeah, ones. Yeah, of course. So, okay, so back Marvelous Jarvis Redwine, he got that. What is, is there a game, let's take out the national championship games, but is there a game that sticks out to you as one of your favorite games that, you, that you'd that you seen through the years? 
Um, you know, any any in person game. I think probably more recently since. I mean, that's just what I have to draw from. I, I came back because I always come back for like uh, I try to come back for one game every year, and we've tried doing tra- we tried traveling a couple times um, to games. Went to Rutgers. Um, you know what? I'll say the Rutgers game because that was probably we went to Rutgers. My friend Jimmy Tansy, who played for Nebraska, um, also um, Andrew Wingender and uh, Dave Kalowski. They all they all played around the same time and. And Jimmy actually was like a grad assistant coach once he got he had been hurt too many times and still wanted to be part of the program. So his senior year, that's what he did. But he lives in Jersey, and um, there was a group of us. Uh, it was uh, God, I can't remember how many people were there. There was a ton of us. Um, Brent and, and Dan, and there I think there was seven, six or seven, maybe eight of us. We went to the Rutgers game. And um, it, if you've never been, it's a, it's a pretty small stadium. It's like a Texas high school stadium or something, I would say. But it's it's really nice. It's, the people were really cool. Um, we all sat in the front row and being just being there with those guys after you know knowing them for so long, getting to go to a game, get, have they actually get to enjoy a game from the stands instead of being on the sidelines? And um, we slobber knock. Rutgers, I don't remember what the score was, but it was like, you know, 42 to three or something like that. I think we let them get a seal goal. Uh, that was in the Amir Abdullah days, but um, it was great. It was, it was, it was, um, it's a, a good recent memory. Other than that, maybe a, a home game against, against uh, Miami, against Prison U, because um, it was like their fans were so feisty and, and uh, it didn't matter that we were winning and, and uh, they, they still, they're not, you know, they're just, they're just so easy to hate. <laughs> <laughs> so are there, uh, with the upcoming year, are there a game, is it too early for you to already have picked your games for this year? Or do you know what games you'll be back for this year? Or? No, we, um, my, my girlfriend, my brother, my sister, we're all going to Ireland. We have tickets for the oh, Ireland nice. game. We just bought our, our flights yesterday, two days ago. And um, so that is locked in so far. We may go back for the uh, the Rutgers game as well, but as far as coming to Lincoln, um, I haven't really looked at the schedule to see. But uh, I'd like to. I, I kind of had this thing where I was like bad luck every time my buddy and I Dan would go to a game. We always lost, and we're like Fuck this. I kept all the ticket stubs from all the games we lost, and probably about five years ago. I had them all matted and framed and gave it to him when we finally we went to a game and we broke our streak and once so I put that one in the middle and there was like maybe 12 game tickets around that of all games that we lost. So, um, but I don't think I'm the bad luck part of it at this point. Uh, I just think we've just had bad luck in general, but um, I don't know. It'd be nice to go to a for sure winnable game. It'll be a good game. I mean, I think that first game in, in Ireland is going to, kind of set the tone for the season and you know unfortunately how illinois did last year but um cautiously optimistic exactly that's what i tell everybody like i'll believe it when i see it yeah exactly i mean i see i think they have the all the potential to be really good i think with the adding of the defensive linemen that was one of their you know i didn't think it was a glaring hole i just thought it was just something where we just needed more depth because i think the young players we got on that defensive line are going to be pretty good in their time it's just a matter of just getting that extra depth so we got that yeah defense looks good. Uh, you know what my question was 
my big question was uh, was our O line coach. I mean, I know uh, Tuioti came in and, and did a pretty good job in two years, especially last year. They were, they were great. Um, but now with uh, uh, it's Dawson, right? Yep, Coach Dawson. Yep, Dawson. He, he was he was there the first year, not so great. Left Tuioti came in, kind of cleaned things up, got pretty good. Um, I, I'm just you know we'll see what happens. I think we have we definitely have the talent there. A couple of those big kids up front, Ty Robinson. Um, but that's going to be developmental. We'll see what happens with, with coaching when it comes down to that. I think the linebackers are great. That's probably our biggest strength. Uh, we've got a lot more depth in the secondary. Um, and, you know, I think they were pretty good last year. Yeah, and backfield too, so. Yeah, no, that's exactly why I'm looking at it. I just like, we've got, we've got that chance, just a matter of going out there and, and finding. And I think what it'll take, what it will take, I think, is a game to come into the fourth quarter where Nebraska either is a little bit behind or a little bit ahead and they hold them off. And I, and it's just, it's a, such a mental thing. Like last year, oh yeah, all those, a lot of those games, it was just a mental thing. And it, it, it was not only the team, it was the fans like going to the fourth quarter and say, Oh, what's going to happen now? And you go in with that attitude. And I always th- think back to the nineties and it was like, we get to the fourth quarter, Nebraska owns the fourth quarter. That was just the mentality. And it went from, we own the fourth quarter to, well, what's going to happen now? And when you have that mentality going in, it's like you're in trouble. So hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you, you go from back when, I mean, when we were in school, it was like, we just always want halftime. The game is over. <laughs> yeah. The second, third string guys get a, you know, pad their stats and the other guys get a rest. But um, I, I think it's hard when you've, you know, no matter where, where these kids came from, uh, their high school, if they were state champions or whatever it was, when you've never, you know, the team's never had a, a, a winning record while, you know, these guys like Ben Staley and they were there, they just never had a winning record. So it's hard to play like from that championship standpoint where you're like, we're not losing this game because you're used to losing the game. Something in the back of your mind, I think it's just like a fighter, you know, a, a fighter wants a, I don't care if they, they're a, a heavyweight champion or whatever there, but once you've been knocked out, once you've been knocked out, there's always something in the back of your mind anticipating that next knockout, getting to those last rounds and getting tired. That last, you know, that punch that's just going to catch you off guard once it happens. So I think, you know, with these kids, it's like, and I love that Frost has brought in a lot of former players and uh, that, have, you know, were there in the heydays and, you know, the Peter brothers and, well, Jason Peter, I don't think Christian's been, but um, Wisterham, those guys that come in and just give that pep talk and, and yell at him, get him jacked up. And that's, I mean, that's just how that locker room always was. I mean, talking to Jimmy, getting stories from him, it's just like, there is no place like Nebraska, you know? And those kids just, you're not going to beat us here. You know, this is our house. And they need to get back to that um, mentally, you know, really is mentally. And, and it's just surprising to me with, Frost having been such a champion there, and, and and I think now with with Mickey Joseph back, and you know we were good when Barrett Root was there too. It's just I, I think that culmination of all those guys together and Trev Alberts uh, at the helm. You know we got good leadership. I, I think it's going to turn around. So definitely cautiously optimistic. You betcha. You betcha. <laughs> not 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 the full Kool Aid batch. Maybe just a little bit. So yeah, 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 for sure. So then I got to go back. I got to ask another acting question. Kind of always wondered. 
memorizing lines, like what is your like retention rate? Like, can you just look at something and 10 minutes later be like, all right, I'm good to go. Got everything memorized or how does, how does that work for you? Um, you know, it's, that's actually a great question. I mean, there's, everybody has kind of their own technique. There are people that can look at stuff and, and like Mary Lou Henner is one of those. She has a photographic memory. She can look at it and she just knows it. Most like for me, it's repetition. And it's also putting yourself in the situation. Um, you know, actors create that, that imaginary world for themselves. I mean, generally the words are written there and it gives it for you. It's the, the context of the scene, the, the, you know, the lines in between the lines is, is where the acting takes place. Um, just r- repetition, you know, reading, 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 having become second nature. So when you're on set, you're not second guessing what your line was and then running lines with somebody just to hear it, just to bounce it back and forth, whether it's a, a friend or a, a colleague or, um, my girlfriend will run lines with me a lot too, but, um, you, I mean, you show up, you got to be prepared. You don't want to have them second guess what they brought you in there. But, um, when you can put yourself in that situation as that character, stuff just sticks. It's strange. Um, and that's come with time too. You know, I think early on, like general hospital or any of the soap operas, like you go and you get the script. They made, I mean, I had, I had an episode of general hospital one time. They, they just completely changed the scene and they added um, a whole bunch of dialogue. It was like a, and you probably remember the episode. <laughs> it was like a riverboat casino um, robbery. And it was like uh, all, the, all the bad guys were there. Everybody, the whole cast was in the scene and I was the only one talking. We're holding them all up. It's, you know, um, I'm drawing a blank on all the characters' names right oh, now. But you, you, you held up Sonny Corinthos one time. You made, Sonny, made that was that was that's the one I'm talking about. See, I knew you'd remember. I don't, I don't watch it this was, show. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, you never heard that. Uh, it's just something you saw on the internet. Yeah, but it was Sonny Corinthos. It was just like I held him up, and it was everybody was in that. All, all the like, um, all the actors that are on contract and stuff were all there, and they're like, okay, you're the only one talking this, and now you get it you're shooting this gun off and doing all this, added all this extra stuff. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I mean, I was prepared. I actually, I actually sweat through my tuxedo and the overcoat I had on in the scene because I was so nervous, but <laughs> I nailed it. Well, you're, you're the, you're yeah. the only guy I think in soap history that you're a henchman for one of the mobsters, Alcazar. And then you return back like 10, 12 years later and you're a doctor, and you and you deliver the Corinthos baby. I mean, that's, right? I, I held I held Sunny up at gunpoint, and then obviously I I uh, you know had a, a change of heart, went back to med school, and decided to deliver Sunny's baby. You know, I think that's 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 the story arc right there. That's how it's that's 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 the soaps right there. That was that was amazing. <laughs> I still remember that first time I saw you on General Hospital. I was like. Wait a second. And then it was funny because I had saw you right before you had went to California. I think I saw you. I, I don't know why I remember this, but I think it was at right um, downtown or something. Yeah, it was at, um, oh, Iguanas. Iguanas. At Iguanas. Yeah, I saw you at Iguanas, Iguanas like the day before you were going to leave. 
Yeah. I was like, all right, take care. You know, see you later. Have a good one. And didn't really think much about it. And then I'm watching General Hospital one night and I'm like, what in the world? So we call, I called my, our mutual friend, Brad. And I'm like, yeah. Brad, I'm like, whatever happened to Preston? Last I heard, I thought he was going to California. And, and Brad's like, well, I don't know much, but I know that he was on Friends. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I, you must turn on General Hospital because he is now on General Hospital. So that was always, uh, that was pretty amazing. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, um, it's it's still strange to me. Anytime somebody pays me to to stand there and say words and pretend to be somebody else, it's it's bizarre. So, how many like shows and movies have you been on total so far? God, um, I think it's probably around. I think it's like seventy titles, seventy different titles, but. You know, General Hospital was like almost 80 episodes. Um, Nashville was five episodes. There's a lot of them that were like multiple episodes. Days of Our Lives, I think. I mean, you know, if you look on IMDb, it, it, it's back then you couldn't really, they didn't really add that stuff. I think, you know, uh, Days of Our Lives was like maybe as close to 20 episodes. So, I mean, the actual times on TV, I, I honestly don't know. And then just all the commercials and stuff too over the years and, and movies and um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of overwhelming to think about. So, say that there's like a young Preston out there right now, and they're like, "I want to come out to Hollywood." Is there like a want ads, or how do you go about finding roles and stuff like that? Is it essential to have an agent, or is it possible, or how do you find out? You know how to, I guess, try out. I guess basically. I mean, you know, you, you honestly, you got to have some sort of a foundation to make sure it's something you really want to do. If somebody said, I want to be an actor, I'd be like, well, go back to school and, and do something normal with your life. Um, but I think it starts doing theater. I mean, I did theater at Nebraska and a lot of community theater there. And I, I did a ton of local commercials. Like I did a Runza commercial. I was a tomato and it runs a commercial. Um, that was my first paying job. I got 300 bucks for that. That was buku bucks. I did a bunch of Valentino's ones. I did like cheesy stuff uh, for CNL Automotive, and I can't even remember all the all the local stuff. I didn't get paid, or I got paid with like Valentino's gift cards because uh, Travis Fox, who was the uh, the head over um, um, Cox Cable, I think is who it was at the time, or Time Warner, was doing all the commercials, and he's a great guy, gave me a lot of a lot of experience and opportunities for that stuff, and. You know, I got to the point where I went to L.A. and, and I, didn't, I didn't know anything. I mean, I had some friends that run the business. My friend uh, Kristen Hensley was out here, and she helped me a lot. I, was just, I, I worked behind the scenes on commercials, and you, you get to know the other side of it and how things work in the pecking order and um, doing background on commercial or on TV shows and stuff. Like, nobody's going to give you a job. Just, it's hard to get an agent. If you have no experience, nobody's going to give it to you. You know, if you have... Uh, uh, you know, some credits, you can, you can get more opportunities. And it's just, it's kind of a snowball thing where one thing leads to another. And if I was telling somebody, if somebody asked me today, I, I wouldn't, I'd tell them, don't move to California. There's just, there's too many other opportunities. Like in the Southeast, like Atlanta's got so much work down there. I mean, that's where I work primarily. I hardly get anything out here anymore, but um, yeah, you have to have an agent. You just have to have an agent. There's no, the stories of, Oh, I got discovered at a, at a coffee shop. <laughs> this agent came up to me. Well, that agent wanted something else. Um, doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, somebody's going to want something from you. But, um, 
uh, yeah, I mean, you just, you, you got to do your research. And, and nowadays it's so different with everything uh, being online. There was nothing. I read books. Like I read books on like how to be an actor in LA. Uh, there was like literally books like that you could buy. And I read them front to back and tried to absorb everything I could. I had a map of Hollywood um, in, in my room uh, back in Nebraska and like had little pins of places I wanted to go and thought, Oh, there's an agency here. I'm going to go there. You know, it's, it's not like you think it's going to be at all when you get here. And, um, it's uh it is a finicky uh, rough rough world that um if you're not mentally strong it'll it'll tear you down quick and a lot of people tuck tail and head out like a year tops you know and you've been there for 22 years 22 years uh and it's come with its rewards but it's also come with just i mean a lot of a lot a lot of hard work and just sticking it out and and um you know, you gotta, you've got to be multifaceted. You have to have another source of income, you know. Um, there are people that are fortunate that don't, but I don't know a whole lot of them, you know. And then another question. You've played a lot of cops and firemen and stuff like that in a lot of these shows. Is there a reason for that, do you think? Um, you know, originally when I went to... My brother was a cop for 20 years in Santa Cruz, and... And, uh, you know, like most little brothers, I idolized my brother and I just, I wanted to be a cop too. Not just cause he was, it just, it's just something instinctual I had. And, you know, people gravitate towards certain things. I, I worked as a security guard through college. Um, I worked up at Bryan hospital. I was there. I'm on somebody recently. I think it was uh, another friend's podcast. Um, I was there when Tom Osborne came up to visit, uh, Tommy Frazier when he had all his blood clots. That's how far back that was. Um, so I just always felt this thing to, you know, I wanted to be a cop. I, I wanted to be a fireman when I was a kid. Um, I don't know what triggered those things specifically. Um, probably TV shows. and uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was a criminal justice major at Nebraska, and I switched exercise physiology. I thought I would be a, a strength coach and work with Boyd Epley and, trainer of the stars someday and and uh and then i got you know real the fact that i was no good at science uh <laughs> and i switched to theater and i just kind of got bit with that bug just doing doing classes and doing um some theater at unl and doing a lot of community theater uh to like community playhouse and and um you know got good opportunities there met great people and um and just that's when I kind of started exploring the, the local commercials, just trying to do anything you could. You just want to get your hands dirty and, and work and learn. And, and, you know, it's a craft. It's, it really is. It's just like a, you know, a carpenter or, a you know, somebody who, who builds something. It's like you're trying to build a career and, and you've really got to have a foundation um, to start from. So Awesome. Well, Preston, I really appreciate having you on here tonight. I'm sorry that AD was unable to join in at the same time. Yeah. But what we'll I'm do sorry is sorry all the technical the technical issues we had, but I just want to say I'm just I'm so happy for you, man. I, I think this is such a great format and a forum for you and and uh, and AD to to do this. You know, I know you're. I remember being a kid, and we'd just sit around. You just you always talked football. You had all the football cards, and you you had more knowledge than anybody else about about 
football. We'd go and play, you know, uh, tackle football over at, at Madonna when there was a when there was a big green space over there. And and um, you were never honestly. It was funny when you were a kid. You were not like that athletic. You were a shorter kid, and I think we probably picked on you a little. And all of a sudden, I remember getting to getting to Southeast, and you like had a growth spurt, and I was like, who like what the heck happened to Raph? <laughs> you just turned into a monster and you became this crazy good athlete. And I mean, you, you, you played arena football and I mean, you've done everything you've coached. Like you, you've really like football has become such a, I mean, obviously it's been such passion years for so long. So I just want to say how happy I am and proud of you, man. This is like a great, this is really great for, um, for you guys, former players to be able to talk about football. And, and uh, I'm really happy and thankful to be on here it's really it's it's nice we've known each other for so long to to get do something like this so thank you well, i really appreciate it and thank you for coming on tonight and like i said when you get back into lincoln we'll get you on the show and get you in here to meet some of the guys here in the studio that'd be fantastic i'd love it preston have a great night and we will throw it to break